0: fundraising everywhere 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 fundraising everywhere
1: fundraising everywhere 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 fundraising
0: Hey everyone, it's Simon Scriver here, one of the co-founders of Fundraising Everywhere. Welcome to another podcast. And this is a special episode of our Fundraising Everywhere podcast. We decided for a few episodes uh, to focus on the musings, the intelligent thoughts, the ramblings, and the insights from Mr. Ken Burnett, Uh, if you don't know Mr. Ken Burnett, he's a bit of a a legend in fundraising. Uh, He presented these 10 keys to finding recruiting and retaining individual donors. He presented these originally at one of our past individual giving uh, virtual summits. Um, And a side note, our individual giving virtual summit is coming up, uh, so you can book your tickets now at fundraisingeverywhere.com. But Ken presented these 10 keys around individual donors uh, and people loved it and I loved it. Um, and I've learned so much from Ken over the years. If you don't know Ken Burnett, you really should. it has got a number of good or great, I should say, books on fundraising out there. Uh, He's an author, lecturer, and consultant on fundraising, marketing, and communications. He served on the board of ActionAid. He's one of the co-founders of SOPHIE, the showcase of fundraising, innovation, and inspiration. Do you know SOPHIE? We go on about SOPHIE Loans because we love it. Uh, He's also been one of the judges in our charity virtual event awards, um, which are also open up for nominations now, so do check that out. I mean, really, Ken has been ingrained in our fundraising lives um, for as long as I can remember. And so we want to hand over the microphone to Ken today. Um, and for the next few podcasts or for a series of podcast episodes, uh, we're going to listen to Ken's syrupy, silky, and lovely accented voice uh, telling us the 10 keys to finding, recruiting, and retaining individual donors. Over to you, Ken.
1: Hello, and welcome to session three in the 10 keys to finding, recruiting and retaining individual donors. This is about legends of direct response, part one. Now, it's obvious that when we ask, we should always ask properly. And so I want to start with uh, the late, great George Smith, who wrote the book, which is the best book on creative fundraising called Asking Properly. And in it, he said, my mother always told me to ask properly for things. I was told off if I was impolite or overaggressive. I was reprimanded for asking in sloppy language or incomplete sentences. I was scorned for asking for the impossible. I was honored when on occasion I did manage to ask properly. And that could actually, you know, we've all heard this from our mothers, but it could actually be the definition of how to to ask properly for uh, any gift for any fundraiser. So uh, George's book of course has got much more than just that from the basic introduction. It does have uh, a detailed exposure of the art of creative fundraising and much of it is built around uh, direct response of course. Um, the, now, there are a couple of other books that I could mention, uh, in, uh, but because I have a vested interest in both of them, I won't. Uh, but I am going to stress the value of this chap. This is the great David Ogilvie, who's been called the Pope of advertising. David Ogilvy was very instrumental in my career because his both of his books... Uh, Ogilvy on advertising and confessions of an advertising man never left my side when I was starting my my own agency. And he's one of the best um, advocates of the right way to do uh, any public communication. And another great legend of direct response that I should mention is Robert Caldini, uh, who I once saw speak at the International Fundraising Conference in. Holland, uh, and his book, uh, The Psychology of Persuasion, Influence, uh, is a must for any fundraiser who really wants to understand what they do when they communicate. And of course, fundraising is at its core communications. It is all about communication. Now, there's a long list of people that I could mention, and I'm not going to go through these by name. Uh, There are probably many as many omissions from this list, there's a long list of people who are worth following and legends of direct response. I want to focus on just two of these, Claude Hopkins and John Caples. Um, But before going to them, I want to introduce you to this character, Lord Leverhulme, who was the head of Unilever, which at the time that he gave this quote was by some way, the world's largest advertiser. And he said, with startling honesty from a a large international advertiser, he said, only half of my advertising works. The trouble is, I don't know which half. Now, this was a man, even in the 19, early part of the, the 20th century, who was spending millions of pounds on advertising. And that's a really shocking admission for an advertising man to make, as David Ogilvy is quoted as saying, "If you think education is expensive, and we all do, try ignorance, because ignorance is much, much more expensive." Uh, now, let's take this uh, just to show that people who advertise don't necessarily know what they're doing. Um, this is a clever ad. You'll gather that it was produced during the time of the coronavirus. Uh, pandemic, and it features the empty streets of London. And a clever headline, domestic abusers are no longer walking among us. But the ad in direct response terms makes some fundamental errors. There are no humans, no eye contact. Perhaps that's inevitable given the subject. But there's no proposition direct or indirect. There's no case for support presented. There's just the image. There's no indication of what a gift will achieve. There's no call to action. There's nothing that tells potential donors what they're supposed to do. There's no contact details, no website link, no phone contact, no coupon for the capturing of the address, which is all important. There is no shopping list, no credit card options, no suggested giving amount, no emotional hook. And reversed out type is hard to read. So the ad may be clever, it's just not going to work. It's just a bold ask for cash. And that, in fundraising, might get some response, but it will not get anything like what it could. And the people who can tell you about this, the scientific and tested approach to advertising, uh, are two of my favorite characters. And I wrote a review of one of their books, and I wrote... I cited uh, an advertisement that I had just seen from a well-known national advertiser, and I said the appeal was wrong, the offer was wrong, the language was wrong, the headline was wrong, the call to action was wrong. Only a fool would run such an ad. Um, And I was writing about this book, Tested Advertising Methods by a guy called John Caples, who published this book in 1932. And you might wonder what on earth is a book published Uh, nearly 100 years ago, uh, got to do with me. And if you feel like that, then you're a fool and you'll probably run bad ads. Um, You can go back even earlier to 1923 when a guy called Claude Hopkins produced a book called Scientific Advertising. Now, both Claude Hopkins and John Caples are... Real legends of the direct response business. They're both hugely successful at their craft and long, long careers in which they could prove that what they were telling you uh, was worth listening to. Some Claude Hopkins isms. Ads are not written to entertain, their only purpose is to generate response. You need to study the consumer, place yourself as the donor, and think as she thinks as he thinks. Advertising must have a, a scientific basis to have any chance of success. The purpose of a headline is just to pick out those people you can interest, and a change in headline can multiply response by up to 10 times even more. And in fact, John Caples proved that um, Claude Hopkins had underestimated there and he cites ads where a headline had produced 17 times the response. These stories are told uh, on Sophie, obviously, Uh, their books are available and they're still in print. Experience is not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happens to you. Uh, And the fundraiser's dream, of course, is that we get to be so good that our donors will all recruit their friends by word of mouth. That's what we should be aiming for as fundraisers. So coming next is communicating, formulae and testing. And I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you. The
0: Fundraising Everywhere podcast where we give you a glimpse into one of our amazing webinars or conferences. You can check out one of our full sessions and get a 50% discount by using the code FEPODCAST at fundraisingeverywhere.com. Yep, just head to the Fundraising Everywhere website and use the code FEPODCAST at the checkout to get 50% off any of our sessions.
1: There once was conference held online That helped me reach some goals of mine The crack was great, the speakers best of oh, fundraising everywhere go HA! Soon may we learn from home With pets and tea and people we know One day to better yourself We'll learn so much and grow They've been around for many years We've learned and laughed and shed some tears A community I'm proud to know Oh fundraising everywhere go HA! Soon may we learn from home with pets and tea and people we know. One day to better yourself we'll learn so much and grow. Ha! Soon may we learn from home with pets and tea and people we know. One day to better yourself we'll learn so much and grow.